Hey everyone, this is Rizzly Bears, and you're listening to the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. It is good to be back with you all again, and we are excited for tonight's show. Before we get into tonight's show, though, I want to welcome back my trusty sidekick, Holy Rollers. You can hit them, you can knock them, but you can't bug them. Ben, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's great to join you tonight, Jeff. I'm excited for the show. It's been a fun season so far, and uh, it's just been a lot of action, so it's, uh, it's good to be here. You're currently 3-0, Ben, after hearing about the mistrust of Big Rust. Are you surprised at your team's success now that you know you aren't being listened to? Oh, man, it has been sweet freedom. I think the guys have really turned it up a notch. You know, uh, when my buddy Joe Burrow got into town, uh, as he brought me the championship from last year, he, you know, had to have some hard conversations with some guys. And and so uh, I think uh, Joe has single-handedly turned this thing around. So I'm grateful for uh, getting him back on my team. And honestly, with the way things have worked out the last couple of weeks, Corey, honestly, no hard feelings. This has been great. Were you a little nervous with the Monday Night Football? Uh, the the Bengals were down, I don't know, was it 25-0? to zero? Were you a little nervous there with uh, the performance of the Bengals team? Oh, well, it was tough because uh, I was projected, I think, 93-7% to 7% to beat Dan. I had two players remaining. I had Joe Burrow and Amari Cooper, and he was up by, I believe, 11 points. So there was zero chance that he was going to win. And literally, it was at halftime, and I think I was still losing. So... Uh, I was definitely saying, what in the world is going on? But thankfully, a strong second half from both of those guys uh, was able to win comfortably. So, yeah, second half was a lot better for me. Well, I hope you keep this winning train moving on uh, this week against no punt intended. But before we get into to the matchups here, let's look at the pickup of the week from last week. We've got Touchdown Crew had a late pickup on a Thursday, picking up Micah Parsons, scoring 12 points, bid $0 on him. The waiver wire whiff of the week goes to Big Rust, dropping a whopping $15 on Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, scoring 10.8 points. The biggest bench blunder of the week goes to Matt. He was the honorable mention the week before. Uh, He left wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins on his bench, scoring 29.9 points. And Tyler left, quote-unquote, all day, every day, Jamal Williams on his bench, scoring 21.1 points ben there were 10 transactions last night on the waiver wire what stood out to you the most well uh i will say the fact that dan went all in on a carolina running back i mean wow big one week performance from foreman and and dan went after him strong i don't know if they're going to plan to still do a backfield by committee there i don't know what options they really have but i thought that was a really aggressive move from dan I thought Corey had two excellent pickups. I loved his Justin Fields pick, especially with the Bears just trading for former Pittsburgh wide receiver Chase Claypool. I think that's going to unlock some another weapon for Fields to throw. And although he doesn't throw the deep ball that well, just having another receiver weapon, I think Corey's going to love the Fields pickup. That'll serve him well. And Seattle's defense, I love the pick as well. They've been sneaky good all year. I think they're the seventh-ranked defense uh, in, in our league, and, and they've just been strong. They've got some good matchups coming up, and so I think Corey's going to be really happy with those two pickups. Uh, there were a couple of ones that, fun, you know, oddly enough, Divine Diablo. Again, what a name, and again, is just everybody wants him, apparently, myself included. I, I couldn't land him. Uh, but, Jeff, I also noticed that you uh, got back on the Brandon Ayuk train. 
I did. You know, after the podcast last week, I was looking at my roster and I realized that I didn't like the matchup with the Buccaneers versus the Ravens. And as I was looking at my roster, the only player I felt comfortable dropping without losing to another team was Brandon Ayuk. And so I, I dropped him off the wave, uh, back onto the waiver wire and then picked him up again for $0 this week. So I really like him. I do think he's going to be successful in the future. I've got Chris Godwin. I don't want to break too much news, but I'm also currently in the works, potentially into a trade with one of the league members on a wide receiver. So I'm just not really sure where I land uh, with the wide receiver position. I do feel pretty strong in the running back position. Um, and so I'm trying to potentially maybe trade a running back for a wide receiver, but we'll see um, on that. But yes, you mentioned Deontay Foreman. He was the most expensive player last night, $32 won by Dan. The funny thing about that is that no one else bid on Deontay Foreman. He could have got him for zero, but it's worth spending $32 on a guy who's getting all the carries. I think Chubba Hubbard is hurt as well for the Panthers, and so he's kind of a bell cow now um, for that. I did also see that Matt picked up another running back, Khalil Herbert for Chicago. I really do like that pickup. I think he's got the most, like the third most yards um, after contact in the league. Um, and so I, I do like that pickup. Um, but yeah, other than that, I you you kind of touched on all of them. I do think Corey dropping Dalton Schultz over Evan Ingram, I think that's a mistake. I think Dalton Schultz is actually better than Evan Ingram. Um, I, I know the Cowboys have a buy, and so maybe Corey's trying to slip him onto waivers to just get a, a basically a, a pickup just for this week and try to go back and get Schultz. But um, I think long-term Schultz would be better. But, yeah, Corey had a nice pickup with the Seahawks. And uh, touchdown crew picking up Greg Dolchich from Denver. Also, I think, was an interesting pickup. He's been kind of hot, the hot target for Russell Wilson and their backup last week. And so it'll be interesting to see how that all stands out. Ben, do you want to go over the money update and update us on uh, the weekly money standings? Yeah, before I do that, Jeff, speaking of money, I'm just curious since you kind of teased a, a potential leak of a trade, would there be any potential waiver wire dollars involved in your proposed trade? You know, I honestly haven't brought it up to this league member. If I look at the budget information, I have $40, which is the fourth lowest remaining. Um, and this other league member does have, um, I won't even say, because it's going to be, I think you guys could probably figure it out with uh, who it might be if you look at the wide receivers, but um, it would be potential. I am trying to, I am potentially trying to get a quarterback involved in the trade where we swapped a quarterback and a running back and a quarterback and a wide receiver. Um, But so far I have not heard back from the league member after I texted him tonight. So, um, but it's a good point. I should potentially maybe ask for some waiver wire dollars because he proposed the trade to me initially. So I was, I was going to say, you know, you've had a really strong, uh, successful season so far. Any any concern that any potential shakeup might hurt you or you feel like uh, you're going to be uh, in a position of strength coming out of something like this? So this is how I think of this. I have three running backs that would start every week. And my problem is that if I don't have any buys, I am benching one of them. I have one in my running back spot. I've got one in my flex. And this week I've got, you know, three running backs in my in my roster because Dak's on a bye. But moving forward, I, I will eventually bench one. And so how I view this is if I can upgrade wide receiver and just pick up, you know, a, 
basically I'm I'm boosting my starting wide receiver instead of keeping a boost or a, keeping a good running back on my bench because I feel like I miss out on opportunities sometimes. I've been I've been waiver wire the whiff waiver wire whiff of the week several times with one of my running backs. So I've picked wrong. And so if I can upgrade my wide receiver spot, I don't have to worry about if I hit or miss on my running back spot. So that's kind of my views on that. That's fair. Well, and hopefully this other person uh, thinks highly of what you're offering. So, well, onto the money update. As a reminder to our faithful listeners, Dan the Man, Ranger Danger, took home the prize in week one. Matt stole week two with a high score, uh, over 200 points. That was incredible. Brandon uh, took week three with a $5 win. Vaughn came in at week four as highest scoring team. Brandon again in week five with a grand total of $10 for the year. Tyler made his first appearance on the highest score in week six. I took home final uh, high score from week seven with five, and a brand new person joins the list for week eight, Jeff, with his first $5 victory. Jeff, you also doubled down on your five bucks as you also won the bet with Brandon. Congratulations on winning five more dollars there. Well, thank you. Speaking of the bet, I do want to clarify something. What I actually meant to say to Brandon was that not only did I think Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is going to score less than 10 points, I meant to say that I think both of his quarterbacks combined were going to score less than 10 points. So when your quarterbacks combined score less than 11 points in a week, <clears throat> doesn't set up much for success for you on that side of it. But I also did score 172 points without Travis Kelsey. So that did... Um, I, I did feel good about that as I entered in the week eight matchup versus Tyler. So Tyler, I packed my lunch and I shoved it back in your face. I will hopefully see you in the playoffs, but it was fun playing with you. So the updated standings through week eight, we've got touchdown crew in first place at 12 and four Risley bears in second place with 11 and five. No punt intended is in third, with a record of 10 and six Stafford infection is in fourth at nine and seven. Red Zone in fifth at eight and eight. Ranger Danger in sixth place at seven and nine. Holy Rollers, you're creeping up the standings. Now in seventh place, playoff bound at seven and nine. And the falling Cleveland Browns is in eighth place at six and ten, followed by the GOAT in ninth at six and ten, followed with last place, Big Rust with four and twelve. So those are the updated standings through week eight. And now what we get to do is we get to interview. One of our league members, he is protecting our country. He's currently in fourth place. Please welcome to the show, Stafford Infection. Sam, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going really good, Sam. How are you? I'm tired. Are you currently on the job or are you sitting at your house? I'm at home watching the World Series. Could you give us an update on that for us non-baseball lovers? Well, the Astros are three outs away from having combined no-hitter. They're up 5 nothing right now, and if they win the night, they'll tie the series 2-2. Two two. Did you have an expectation, or did you have a guess on who was going to win the World Series going into this matchup? Um, I couldn't hear you, Jeff. Can you hear me? Look, yeah, I, you know. <clears throat> Did you have a guess of who is going to win, or do you have a preference of who is who you want to win the World Series? Yeah, I'd like to see the Phillies win. I don't know. They're just fun to watch. 
<clears throat> well, Sam, I've got two questions for you. All right. Ben's got more than me, but, but we'll get started here. You currently have the number one and the number two defensive player in fantasy. Did you know that you were going to go after these two players before the draft started? Sorry, Jeff, I'm having problems. My phone, can you still hear me? <clears throat> I can still hear you. All right, so you asked if I knew that they'd be one and two. Did you, I mean, were you intentionally going after Roquan Smith and Frank Aldecoon? Well, I had lots of money left, so I just went after him. Yeah, you spent a combined $10, and uh, the, those are potentially going to pick uh, – they're going to fight out for the number one spot, which is really good. Uh, which leads me to my next question. Five weeks ago, Sam, you benched TJ Hawkinson when he scored 37 points. But now you unintentionally have a double dip with him and your quarterback, Kirk Cousins. So my question to you is, do you think this trade that the Vikings made is going to help your fantasy team? Or will the multiple Vikings skill players take away targets from Hawkinson? Yeah, I think they'll take targets away. I'm pretty much screwed now. After line, Kyle Pitts, who I drafted for like a million dollars, and he's got me like two points when we said I've started him. I did notice, too, that I was doing some pre-podcast research, and when I was doing the research, you had Hawkinson in your starting lineup, and within the last about an hour and a half, you must have switched it, because now you've got Kyle Pitts in your starting lineup. Yeah. I just figured it would take Hawkinson a little bit to get a hold of the offense, and Looks like Washington plays tight ends rebound. Very nice, Sam. I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, I hear you have a. Uh, there's a rumor going around that you've got a big life update coming up. You're moving. Want to talk about that for our listeners? Yeah, I'm. You moved past tense. Yeah. It's going to be special. Going to be special to keep. Oh, what? We sold our house. Moved out to the farm. Are you excited to keep the uh, the farm and the family legacy? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a challenge just to live up to the standard that Grandma and Grandpa set, but we'll give it a try. Well, that's great. I'm happy for you guys. Uh, another question is, uh, you know, the feeling of victory can be so incredibly uh, exciting. What would it feel like for you to win your first championship this year? Well, that's not going to happen, so I don't even have to entertain the thought. Well, one can dream. I try to dream realistically. I just try to beat Jeff once or twice a year and call her good. <laughs> Wasn't that always our goal? <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, this one's uh, a little intriguing. I'm interested. You know, As a law enforcement officer, uh, what have you been making or what can we expect from these uh, house tapping allegations that have been made against Big Rust? Uh, I mean, that phone call seems pretty inc- incriminating, uh, but how do you think this would be handled in uh, in a regular, in the real world? Yeah, I don't really know. Maybe up to some county attorney somewhere or something, I guess. What is your opinion, Sam? Did it Did it actually happen in your view after you listened to that podcast? Um, I don't know if I should answer this or not. Are, is, your, is the farm currently bugged? Maybe that's the question. Maybe you don't want to answer it. 
Well, if anybody bugged it, it would have been Aaron. So. <laughs> Wouldn't put it past the goat. Well, I mean, goats do what they got to do. Before the season started, Sam, did you discuss anything with your brother-in-law, Aaron, on the team as he still is co-owner of Stafford Infection? No, I don't think we did. The only thing I discussed with him was going back and forth between Damian Pierce and Cleo Herbert, like week two or whatever. Do you feel like having T. Higgins and Evan McPherson on your team is enough Bengals players for you to be uh, happy, or are you wishing you would have drafted more Bengals players? I wish I could have got Joe Mixon too, but Miles Sanders, you know, life of mediocrity, why not? Could there be a potential trade to get Joe Mixon on your team? I don't know who's got him right now. Uh, the trade master himself, touchdown crew. Nah, he'll probably keep him. The only way he'd trade him to me is if he was playing really bad. You want to disagree me? Well, I would say this. Um, the one position he'd like to potentially upgrade in is tight end. And you've got two on your roster that are really good. So you maybe want to float a running back and then one of your tight ends to him for Joe Mixon and make both of you happy. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see what happens, I guess. All right. Ben, any last questions to Sam? No, I'm cheering for you, Sam. You've had a good good year so far, and I'm sure you'll uh, continue. So happy enjoying your new digs. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us, Sam, last minute, and good luck this week in your matchup versus Red Zone. Yeah, sorry about the technical problems here. No worries, Sam. All right, later. Ben, we'll go into the Week 9 matchups here. Let's break down the first one. We've got no punt intended versus yourself. Who do you got? Baby. Well, you know, again, Brandon is kind of stacking himself against teams he's playing. So it's the Jacksonville Las Vegas connection that he's got to worry about potentially taking points away. You know, I'm going with the hope that both Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr repeat their uh, performance from last week and go less than 10 points combined. And uh, I'm going to ride the hot hand and take the holy rollers. I agree. I do like your team better than his. Um, He does have a few high hitters here with Eckler back. And uh, with Waddle, um, I do also think how I view even the trade deadline is that teams who are buyers, I want those players. I actually want players from those teams. Um, And so I know Jacksonville was a buyer. Chicago was a buyer. The. um, Well, I missed them here. Dolphins and the Dolphins. I'm sorry. The Dolphins were buyers. And so he's got a few of those teams there. And it'll be interesting to see how those players match up now moving forward. I'm going to pick you, though, too, Ben. Looks like you've got some good matchups with your players. Let's go to week. Uh, the next matchup, we've got Touchdown Crew versus Ranger Danger. Everybody wants to know about these two players. Well. Ben, what do you see? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm anticipating there's going to be a few side bets uh, uh, on this game this week between these two. Uh, it's the Mahomes-Josh Allen battle. This will be pretty interesting. Uh, the unfortunate part for Tyler is that he has been bitten by the injury bug. Uh, losing Jamar Chase is uh, kind of a rotten deal for him. 
Dan has been on a slide for sure, but I do think he turns it around this week and takes home the victory. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite way. I think touchdown crew, he scored 140-some points last week, but I still think he rides this one for the victory. Dan has been slipping over the last few weeks, and I don't think Antonio Brown repeats his 37.6-point performance, um, even though it probably balanced it out with Devontae Adams' point. Uh, seven points from last week but i still think touchdown guru takes this one he's got his he's got some pretty nice matchups moving forward um including the new england defense against indy it's kind of funny because dan also has the indy defense versus new england so if they're going head to head here it'll be interesting to see which defense comes out on top uh with it being in new england so let's go to the third matchup we've got stafford infection versus red zone ben what do you see in this one you know, I was kind of disappointed to hear that Sam wasn't going to try the double dip. I, th- I personally, I think TJ is going to operate. I think they're going to feed him early, uh, especially with teams keying on JJ. Uh, uh, Thielen took a hard hit last week. I don't know if he's going to have any lingering effects on that, but uh, so we'll see. He can always change it around, but uh, I'm going to go with red zone this week. Tyreek Hill has been on an absolute terror the last two weeks, and uh, I think Vaughn's team rides out the victory. I'm going to play the opposite one. I think Sam sneaks a victory in this one. I think his two defensive players scored double digits. I think Kirk Cousins has a strong outing against Washington. Um, and I think Sam, after listening to the podcast, will flip it around, taking out Kyle Pitts with, with Hawkinson. So I'm actually going to take Stafford infection. I think it's interesting. He's got a really good lineup, just starting lineup here. And he's got Debo Samuel and Hawkinson and now Pollard on his bench. I know you'd mentioned it. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago with how many running backs it looked like in his matchup versus Sam, but he's got, he's, he does have a good team. Um, and he's even sitting in fourth place too, but I think Stafford infection takes the win here. Ben, we've got our next matchup between the Risley bears versus the Cleveland Browns. What do you see in this one? You know, Matt has also hit a big slump, which is odd because I just looked at this before the show. Matt has the second highest total points scored in our league. Uh, and he's he's within 20 points, I think, of the top-scoring team in Tyler. Yet Matt has slid all the way down our standings. I think he's now sitting at 6-10. and 10. So he's hit some rough rough patch. I think he still scores a lot of points, but but Jeff, I like your team to to take it, take him out. Uh, the slump continues for the Cleveland Browns. Thank you. I do appreciate that. I think it's funny, too, that we, we made a comment about Matt dropping Eno Benjamin which then he ended up adding him back and starting him, and he only gave him uh, six points last week with nine carries with 22 yards against the Vikes. I like my matchup. Here's what I like about it. Even though I don't have two quarterbacks starting with against him, I've got Kamara, Stevenson, and Aaron Jones playing all together along with Godwin, and I got Travis Kelsey back. So it'll also be really fun to get a good start on it um, I start the, I start this matchup early tomorrow night with Jalen Hurts, but then he ends the matchup late with Lamar Jackson. So Monday night is going to be fun to for this matchup. We've got Kamara and Tucker on my team going, and then he's got Lamar Jackson going on Monday night. So it'll be fun to see. But I do I do believe I take this one, which then leads us Ben to the game of the week. We've got the bottom of the barrel bowl. We've got Big Rust versus the goat ben who comes out of the bottom from this one well it's gonna be a death crawl to get out of that barrel but uh you know 
as we mentioned last week, I think Corey has a strong team. They've just been underachieving. I do think the thing that jumpstarts or has the potential to jumpstart Corey is the Justin Fields pickup. And so, uh, as we've always said, Corey seems to squander in the early part of the season and then turn it on for the postseason push. I think this is his attempt at the postseason push. So uh, we best uh, best beware, be watching. I do think um, I do think big big rust rather pulls out the victory this week over the goat uh poor goat i do too i feel like i've, I've agreed with you a lot uh, in the matchups and i'm not just doing that on purpose juju smith schuster has now got to be uh, patrick mahomes number one target here's a crazy stat about justin jefferson he's averaging 18 points a week he's currently the fifth wide receiver rank overall with points wise and he hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. So he's getting the targets. He's getting the yards. But I think Justin Jefferson has a big week against Washington. And I think he leads big rest over the GOAT uh, with that matchup. Now, I will say the only thing that could change my approach on this is if, indeed, the GOAT is a trade target of one of our hosts. He is not. I haven't even thought about that. Um Actually, when I heard the stat, I did think about trading for with Corey. Corey usually doesn't like my trades, though. Uh, for whatever reason, he just... I think he thinks of it as like I'm trying to take advantage of him. Um, but I'm really not. I'm actually... I mean, think about it, Corey. The only thing that you can go from when you make a trade is up. You can't go down any further. So you maybe want to think about that if, if uh, Jefferson is a trade target. I do know that Hunter has a Justin Jefferson jersey. And so getting rid of Jefferson on this team, too, I don't think Hunter would like that as well. Even though going into the draft, I'm pretty sure he purposely dropped big money on him for for that reason. Ben, any last thoughts as we end tonight's episode? Oh, it was a pleasure pleasure chatting with you, Jeff. Good to hear from Sam and, and just talk about uh, the exciting weekend ahead that is fantasy football. This is always a, a, a pleasure to be a part of, and uh, hopefully our listeners will – Enjoy some of our insight once again. Thank you, Ben. Good luck in your matchup this week against No Punt Intended, who, by the way, couldn't make it tonight as he was uh, fighting some actual fires off the fantasy football field, uh, which then kind of delayed his work. So he had to take some time off. Brandon, hopefully you're doing well. We uh, would welcome you back next week. Uh, But Ben, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you next week. Sounds great, Jeff.